Hello, and welcome to Spilling the Tea on Our Country. Today we're going to be talking about popular sovereignty and limited government, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how it relates to the election of John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock and the Capitol insurrection and terrorist attack. So why is popular sovereignty even important? Oh my god! What is that? So what is popular sovereignty? So it's quite literally power to the people. If the majority of people believe a certain way of thinking, consequentially, the people that they elect into office will reflect that and vote to keep the public's interests at heart. So why does this have to do with us today? So honestly, popular sovereignty in our current world is extremely important because you can see in recent movements like Black Lives Matter and movements for racial equality, we as a country have elected people that reflect our ideals in order to make good change. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, AOC, John Ossoff, Raphael Warnock's elections. Um, without the majority believing in this and not having popular sovereignty in place, we wouldn't be able to enact change and make progress. So an example of how this didn't work, however, was the election where Donald Trump was elected into office. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Um, not a landslide election like Trump um, and Biden, but she won the popular vote. The only reason that Hillary didn't, um, she wasn't in the Oval Office is because popular sovereignty isn't implemented correctly in our system. Um, there's the Electoral College which in a way is electing our officials, which was shown John Ossoff, Joe Biden, Raphael Warnock, but it there are cases such as the election with Donald Trump versus Hillary where the public interests aren't really shown because the popular um, opinion or the majority's opinion in the popular vote was that Hillary should have been the president and not Donald Trump. However, because of the Electoral College being in place to elect our president and not the popular vote, Donald Trump ended up being our president for that time span. And we saw the repercussions of what electing him did to our country. It basically crippled it. We pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord. Um, what happened at the Capitol happened. And America wasn't wasn't one of the leading countries during his presidential era, let's say. So now on to limited government. So basically, limited government means that our government doesn't overreach or step across any boundaries or lines that the public doesn't want them to cross. And they won't meddle in personal affairs if it doesn't affect the government. They won't intervene if they don't need to, basically. Okay, but like, why is it a significant principle and what does it have to do with us today? Oh my god! What is that? So, I'm glad you asked. I think that it's a significant principle because the government doesn't really have a place to meddle in day-to-day -day business as long as it isn't affecting anybody's livelihood or freedoms that are guaranteed by the Constitution. 
However, sometimes the government does need to step in and take action against certain groups who are spewing hate speech, infringing upon others' rights, and destroying property. And that's where they cross the line. And the government needs to use their powers for what they were meant for. And an amazing example of this is the Capitol insurrection. The government needed to step in and fix what all of the Trump supporters were doing. You better stop! So yeah, the Capitol insurrection is an example of a failed implementation. Um, because the government under Donald Trump's leadership during the terrorist attack made on the Capitol, while they were verifying the votes for Joe um, and Kamala going into office, really showed how limited the government could not be and just step off from every business, even though it's an attack on the government. Um, but they also didn't send in any backup for Capitol Police like they did in Portland. Um, were, while in Portland, the majority was peaceful. It put lives in danger all around D.C. where different attacks were being called in and orchestrated, and they drew resources away from the Capitol where they knew Trump wouldn't send in any National Guard troops. We learned that day that the National Guard troops weren't sent by Trump, and they were sent extremely late because he refused to send them in the first place. Another example of a failed implementation of limited government is this pandemic. People were saying, oh, the government shouldn't tell us to wear masks. They shouldn't tell us to get vaccines. Um, and under Donald Trump's presidency and leadership, um, it was too limited, too laid back. You know, there were so little restrictions and the quarantine wasn't even long enough um, to stop the spread of the virus or, and it wasn't even enforced. In fact, it was claimed to be a hoax by him and misinformed all of the public, which really stepped over a line and put all of our safeties at risk, which shows that the government should still be present. They should still enforce laws and quarantines and anything that's needed at the time, but they shouldn't overreach. They, there's a happy medium, and that happy medium was not met at all. It was way too little. So with these more modern examples of popular sovereignty and limited government, you really can see the good, the bad, and the ugly of how these different concepts are implemented in our country today. So thanks for listening, and make sure to tune in next week for Spilling the Tea on Our Country.